Hey, John, you know what I hate? What's that? I hate Batman. You'd call a majesty one piece in coordination at two, so all right. See, this, this is how we'd start each episode. Oh, I see. See what I did there? So it's like, it's like a way to set up the premise of the show in the first line like it's optimized for like web it's like it's um so in the first five seconds but so we're, we're yeah. done here we can stop doing this well we now now we can stop with the setup sort of oh. except we haven't really explained anything but i feel like this is search engine optimized this is seo this is 21st century i feel like we're really getting the mission statement out in the mm-hmm. in the first paragraph this and is all the important. all the dirty words that are hidden against written lightly against the background of the website. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. This is exactly what that is. And uh and every week we're gonna start that way. <laughs> John, explain to the audience what this show is, because uh, I'm already talking too much. The show is is us talking about uh movies mainly, I, I would think, uh that we don't care for that much. Uh not always hate, but uh stuff that maybe you liked at one time doesn't hold up as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, basically it's Two curmudgeons watching stuff sometimes, and I'm going to probably wager often terrible things that it's going to be fun to make fun of. Right. And uh, other times things that uh, we believe, or at least one of us believe, is well overrated or frankly shit, uh, which tonight's uh, movie is is of that category. Though though I wouldn't say shit, I would say very overrated. Uh, okay, so tonight uh, we're doing Batman, Batman Begins? Batman Begins. All right. Uh, Christopher Nolan, the mm-hmm. the director and writer? Writer, along with David S. Goyer. Okay. Now, David S. Goyer sounds familiar to me. What what is he always with Nolan? David S. Goyer wrote Blade, the Blade trilogy, the Batman movies, and uh Dark City, which I actually really enjoyed. Oh, I like Dark City. That yeah. makes me sad. I well, think he was a TV guy too, right? Yeah, he did he's done a lot of TV stuff. Um and uh he did the Call of Duty Black Ops video game. Uh, famous for its uh, uh, story, duty for its for its calling and its duty. Yeah. Um, oh, and Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Oh, good. Uh, the 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 best in the Dollman and Demonic Toys series. Those are just characters by. He's uncredited because you don't want to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Characters by. Yep. Oh, I wonder if these characters of something else he invented. Demonic Toys. Oh, that he Dollman. Invented- they threw Dollman in there, and he was yeah. like, "I'm walking." Oh, okay. There's no way. So, um, Batman Begins. What do you think, John? Well, I don't know that I would go so far as to say that I hated it, but it is not. I didn't love it. John, it's the first fucking episode. Could you stick yeah, I'm on so, theme? I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry I don't, I don't hate this more. I, I don't, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't like Alex it. John and Alex are not moved by whatever <laughs> is in front of them. Or meh at stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not great. So when this movie came out, everyone was very excited about this because this was the... The end of the Schumacher run, the end of the day glow, awful Batman. Oh, I forgot that. That was that was pretty pretty close yeah, to this. Like I've two. never even seen Batman and Robin, the George Clooney one. Uh did not even bother. So the people consider the franchise largely kind of dead. And it's also the herb dark superhero movie for this current generation. Um that's why DC anything DC Comics makes now is terrible and dark and grim and awful because that's serious and adult, I guess. Well, that 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 predates this. I mean, that that was the. But I would say this current spate of movies. Oh, did they owes, go even darker? Because the the. Well, I'd say the sub because the subsequent movies, particularly the Dark Knight and how successful yeah. that was. Apparently, DC Comics just went like, oh, well, that is what we what we have to do. That's oh, I didn't realize they even darkened it. After that's, that. Well, yeah, that's why we're gonna make Superman this picture of hope. We're gonna make him grim and dark and and crummy and. Oh yeah, I forgot they did ruin Superman. Yeah, because yeah. they they went pretty dark, kind of starting in like the eighties or nineties. But yeah. Yeah, I mean the comics themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the movies. I mean, because I mean the Tim Burton ones were were dark, but they were they weren't they weren't the the same kind of like. Yeah, it wasn't dark, gritty, realistic. Right, I mean, realistic in in heavy quotes. Yeah. Right, that sort of the solemn, the, the sort of the Christopher Nolan style of just this like somber, uh, droney kind of music. Well, not droney, which uh, we can talk about. Hans Zimmer being the most boring film music there is anymore i was thinking about that uh, while while the movie was going on of how entirely it seemed like the score was bored of the film yeah like it was just really just putting through the paces it's like if you've ever seen those movies that like the the guys that who's the guy that did star wars john john williams john williams 
you know those uh space battles you know like like the the other series space battles or or right. like where it's like so it's they've got ersatz john williams yeah that's what this all sounded like where it's like this guy's just trying to be like oh, i guess this is supposed to be the dramatic part so well all it's, right, throw it's on the a oboe. little yeah. yeah it's a little kind of hard to, to sort of contextualize now because so many so much music sounds like that this is great youtube video uh every frame of painting where he talks about that like how all the movies of the marvel cinematic universe have such unforgettable music because all these people are using temporary tracks, putting in music from like, oh, I like the, the soundtrack for this movie, like Inception, for example, which is another Hans Zimmer jam, put that in and then they like the way that sounds. And so they'll try to compose something kind of like that. And so it all just becomes this very similar oh, sounding yeah. stuff. That's why everything just sounds like that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And so it, that in this one is very much the case. It is just kind of that like, here's here's this music again. Well, it, it's very much, and, and this is kind of at the end of my notes on, on the film, but like, it, this is a good spot to bring it up. It sounds like video game music, and a tremendous amount of this movie, the dialogue was just directly from video games. So the the, the, the offenders where I got so incredibly tired of it that I started to have to write it down was well towards the end of the film. The fat guy that's in like the water main place. Oh, yeah, that guy's the best character. So. The water main is directly under the narrows. The train heading directly to the water mains. If it gets there, the whole city will blow up. Right. It is literally beat, beat, beat. Okay, now you got to walk down there. Let's go down this hallway. And it is horrific. Then it cuts over to Christian Bale and the worst American accent in the in the universe with Gary Oldman. Not the worst, but oh boy, his accent is all over the place. They have that same thing of going like, all right, well, I'm going to have to go in here and drive down to here. And I hope my health bar doesn't go down. Right. Oh, it well, was- it's it is it is sort of... Christopher Nolan loves to explain things. He absolutely loves to explain things in his movies. And there's oh boy, so much he? there's so much of this. And so, all right. So we all know the plot, which uh, the Do movie... We? Well... No, I'm not kidding. I, well, I literally well, no, but know I, well, what happened the, in this the, movie. The plot of Batman. The, the, character, the oh, idea of Batman. okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got what happened to Batman. They, they That's the one thing I understood. Of, they spent a lot of time yeah. getting that, which I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But so, yeah. So basically, it's Batman. He's a kid. His parents get killed. Then he runs away to China and then uh, comes back and... Uh, becomes Batman, begins, if you will. And so in doing that, there's a lot of what Christopher Nolan seems to like a lot, which is exposition. And that was a particularly egregious thing where at the end of the movie, the plot is in, I mean, the bad guy's plot is in motion. Action things are happening. What is at stake has been said, has been established. And during the big train chase at the end, this cuts to this random old man who just tells you again, just to be sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you, but... I, I don't know that I knew what was happening. I, okay, I knew that bad guys were gonna go do bad. All right, well let's we'll 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 get to that. So okay. let's let's just <laughs> yeah. let's kind of go through the thing. Okay, so yeah. it starts with him in a in a Chinese prison, and he beats up a lot of other prisoners, something like that, which he's learned to do somehow. And, and that scene where he's fighting the criminals is like is one of those fight scenes where you have no idea what's going on. Oh uh, yeah, we're in the mud in that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um, so you're getting this flashback. You're getting like flashbacks within flashbacks yeah. within that. So you're kind of seeing his parents getting shot and him feeling bad about it. And then he goes to train with the worst set of assassins, uh, the the League of Shadows. And in doing that, they say the word in, in all this preamble, uh, they say the word fear about 40,000 times because yeah. that is the theme of the movie. And again, something Christopher Nolan likes to do is to like, look, this movie, this, this is the overall theme of the movie. So I'm just going to say that I'm going to pepper that in all over the place. And, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't notice that because I thought it was really subtle. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the the velvet they put over the hammer really mm-hmm. dulled the blows. Yeah, as it smashed me over the fucking head with the word theme card yeah. at the side. Well, and then they'll do stuff like that too, like you know, again with this old man thing, the back to back scenes of him um, with Carmine and Rachel. Carmine is is the 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 evil mob boss that's currently running Gotham. Let me just bring up really very small point that. Partially, this movie was made to annoy people that like Batman in the animated series because it's Carmine Falcone, not Falcone, and it's fucking Rachel Ghoul, not Raj or whatever the fuck they say it. It's Raish. That is the fucking way you pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, no, I was going fine. bonkers. It's, uh, as a Batman the animated series Tom, fan, it was killing me. Tom Wilkinson plays Carmine Falcone. So Batman, after he he trains with the, the League of Shadows, and they try to force him to kill somebody, and he decides, I don't want to do that. Y- yeah, I... He just he just decides. That's because he's he's a moral person, and you just know that because he is. And so he says that he doesn't want to do it. They're like, no, you got to do it. And so he goes, okay, I don't want to do it, and flicks an arrow, a, a, like an arrow that's on fire for some reason, into 
just as a distraction up into the rafters and ends up landing on some gunpowder and blows everything up. And all the assassins uh, just don't do anything. Like yeah. there's a scene of, of Rachel Ghoul like kind of calling them off like, I'm going to fight this guy. But they all just kind of stand there and die. They're not good at things. Um, Let me – yeah, I just want to, because this is a point I really need to hit here in the in the setting up of how much I hated the plot to this film. Please kill this guy. I don't want to kill this guy. That's bad. Oh, you're a person that has moral standings. Cool. Let me tell you about the plot to destroy the town you're from. Yeah. That was, it, and I think I almost forgot to notice how bad the plot is because of how stupid that thing scene was where they decide to tell the guy that just went against the core fucking principles of your group mm-hmm. oh you're going against the core principles of our group cool let me just lay out our evil plans for you yeah so there's a lot of the the scene where that happens again later is, <laughs> Sorry, but that is, is even worse no but that's the, so that's the whole thing with with batman so so he goes to this league of league of shadows there they train him he is in by the way he is in a chinese jail because he has run away from gotham because he is he is grown up and is sad, like we it cuts back to he's because his parents are dead. He's a sad man. He's been in boarding schools or whatever, and then he's gonna go try to kill the guy that kills his parents. That doesn't go well. So then he runs away to China. Yeah, and and his running away to China presumably is to learn a martial arts skill set and how to be a criminal so he can stop criminals. I found that very irritating because he's like, I'm a criminal, but I'm not a criminal. And it shows like. Oh, look, he was stealing from Wayne Tech. Yeah, so that bothered not me a lot. That is, yeah. uh, that's still, you know, embezzling is a crime. Yeah, that, like bothered, that bothered me a lot. That's a, this weird yeah. shorthand or like this weird shortcut that didn't didn't really make sense. I get, I get them getting around him killing people uh, because he's supposed to be a hero. Right. But the theft thing was so stupid yeah. that it's like, oh, no, it's Wayne. Indus- oh, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. So he goes to um, Trans League of Assassins, blows up. They all just die. And he saves uh, Liam Neeson, who has been training him. And then this is one of my favorite things because the third movie took a, one of the huge criticisms of the third movie is a bit where Batman escapes from this prison and then he's back in Gotham. Yeah. And the exact same thing happens in this. He escapes from China. He's getting back on a plane. And everyone's thought he's been dead for seven years. Alfred's just like, hey, yeah, whatever. So you're not dead. Okay, cool. Like it just happens. And, you know, it's not like I want, I need a, a, a five minute footage of him, you know, dialing and calling out or whatever, but it still just felt really weird where all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's done. I guess everything's fine. And they kind of talk about it. Oh, I left everything to Alfred. So it's fine. It's all in the way. Yeah. There. And then Alfred's like, of course, I'll give it all up to you. Cause you know, I don't know. I just felt that that just felt really kind of, this is, yeah, that, that part annoyed me, but at that point I'd realized once, once the bad guys went, Oh, you don't want to kill anybody here. Let me tell you about our evil plan. Mm-hmm. I went, Oh yeah, this is where I start hating the movie. Cause I, I like, I barely remembered the movie and I remembered, Oh, this first act was actually pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, I actually made the note in my, in my notes here that like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what it is. Is, 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 this is the line where I start hating the movie. But, um, uh, him going back, this is where the movie starts to be, and 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 it and it infuriated me. And it, and if I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have watched it and end up watching the future, just pay attention to. There's a shitload of these, and I and I should in future shows I'm going to write more of them down. But this is one of the first of. Oh sure, I'll let you borrow the Bema, or whatever he says. Where it's oh, like yeah. the quippy stuff, mostly based around cars. Other example, I hope you know how to drive a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. That car isn't stick. Well. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not even being pedantic here. uh That means Batman's just being a cad. Uh Like, it's not like he's actually concerned with this guy's ability to drive his car. He literally just came up with a bit. Yeah. To throw at, oh, that fucking. It's like when he sees, when he escapes, when he escapes to go to China, he gives this old, this old homeless man his coat. Oh, the coat. And then when he sees him later, he's like, nice coat. Yeah, nice coat. Which, uh, of course, like I'm thinking of, uh, like, so you're interested in finding justice and this guy's economic situation has not changed at all. And rather than like, well, I should see something about this. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, so. Yeah. uh, The billionaire that you see. Well, well, I I have a whole thing about that. Um, so he goes back to, 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 to fight the criminals and, and, um, Tom Wilson playing Carmine Falcone is in a different movie, apparently. And this is, this is largely my problem with the, with a lot of the Christopher Nolan kind of stuff and, and, and the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff. It wants to be so serious and real 
and it is goofy as hell. Like oh, Fal- Falcone's like Falcone's yeah. like, hey, I, you know, he seems like he should be talking about stickball or something. Like, oh, yeah. so his accent is so like you know, be chomping on a cigar. And- you, it's weird though. It's, I felt like his accent actually fit the movie better than everybody else's almost because this movie is kind of campy. Yeah. Like it's weirdly enough, I thought he's like as much as you're right, he is in the, the a different movie, but I feel like he was in the right movie. Sure. Like, that actually felt like it was more on theme. Than a lot of the other kind of, uh, like, Grease Ball Cop. He just seemed like he should be in, like, a... He should be in 8mm. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that that, that Grease Ball actor. Uh, oh. Who's the Grease Ball in, like, everything. Yeah, oh, so, so Falcone, this is... this. Here, here's the thing with that. You think because your parents are dead, you know what it's like down here, and he gives that whole speech? Yeah. In fact, no, but his speech is really accurate. Yeah. The bad guy that's supposed to... He's not supposed to be a nuanced bad guy. This is a black hat, no nuance, that's just the bad guy... That speech is entirely accurate. He brings up the social dynamics of mm-hmm. wealth versus poverty and brings up a really good point. Like, yeah, your parents died. So you think, you know, what it's like to live in this shithole your whole life. It's like, this guy brings up a good point. Like, this is, this is some fucking white European white knight. Like, ah, oh, yes, I should, I should go into the deepest docks of India and I should right. make the savages our own. Well, so here's <laughs> part of my thing with that is that they, he gives that speech like right after Rachel basically gave him the exact same speech. Oh, it's you're afraid and you don't know what it's like. And uh, this is you're going to go on this journey to find out what fear really is. And and stuff which so let's get to real quick is just my BS understanding of economics, the, the, the economics of Batman. So in all the flashbacks, Thomas Wayne, Batman's dad, yeah. is the most perfect human being ever. Uh, to the point of being insufferable, I find. Like he's he's too goody goody. And one of these things is that he's built this train to go around Gotham to help uh, help poor people get to their jobs. Yeah. Of course, to, to drive around his building. You know, it's like MC Hammer. When MC Hammer got famous, he built uh, his mansion Hammerland. on the hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people could look up at it and be inspired. So I did yeah. like that. So so he did that. And then and then Alfred tells this story of Thomas Wayne almost going bankrupt, helping out the people of Gotham. Yeah. Uh, and then Thomas Wayne dies. No one cares. No one does anything. Everything turns to crap. Yeah. And then you find out later... That uh, it was it was the League of Shadows. The League of Shadows, like what it, well, some of our tools are, are finding that is economics, for example. So the League of Shadows whole thing is they want to destroy when society gets too decadent. They're there to knock it back. So society was too decadent. So they turned Gotham into a crap hole. And now they're going to destroy it because it's a crap hole. Like yeah. it doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. But I do like the kind of like even though Batman himself is this sort of like Anne Randian kind of hear of like why well, I have all this money and it's and see look it's it's the goodwill of 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 me and giving to charity and all this stuff that I'm making it happen. I don't know if Ayn Rand is the right word for that, but you know what I mean, like the sort of conservative free market hero. When in reality like that happened and then the guy who did it died and everything turned to crap because there was no social structure in place. Yeah. That's how bored I was with this movie that I was creating economic theories about Batman. No, I I had I I didn't bring it to your level and, and I'm glad you did I'm glad you did that because here's here's the thing that the bad guy's plan really makes no sense. Uh, what are they trying to do? Kill Gotham to save it? I don't get it. I literally, and I'm not trying to play up for the audience, try to be like, oh, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't understand the movie to make it seem worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I literally do not understand the plot of this film. I get, and that's the part I liked, but maybe uh, him turning into Batman, training, fine. I liked it. I don't understand the bad guy's motives. It's it's that. It's it's, 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 his... Simple, quote unquote, simple, as yeah. I as I put out. Somehow they have this barometer for society getting too decadent, and they're gonna and, I, and like yeah. that's like that's basically like letting crime happen. Okay, which which again the idea of punishing people economically to prevent. But like, Gotham I, was a shitty city. That's the point of the of the film, right? And that's bad because it's it's essentially so it's it's so crime is decadence, basically. So I guess because like he do, he does specifically say decadence, and so like instead of again. I don't know. I don't want to make this a whole socialist thing about like, you know, attacking the structures in, 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 but it's gotta be, but, but it is, yes, this weird thing. So he's like, you know, we were there, we sacked Rome and all this stuff. Somehow there's this, when society gets to a certain point, they have to quote unquote, knock it back to what, I don't know, but they seem to be big about justice an eye for an eye kind of thing. Like you steal, you get punished. Okay. And I guess that's not happening enough, but I also don't understand why, because then he makes, makes like an allusion to like, Thomas Wayne kind of being in the way later. Rachel Gould makes it like, yeah. like so it's it's kind of unclear. They just they they are just controlling things from the background in a way you don't need to understand. But Gotham angered them, and somehow destroying Gotham is going to show everyone else everything. Yeah, I just I, yeah. Not not to unfairly compare it to other movies. 
But uh, the 1988 Joker's plan, uh, the Batman, or 1989, the, the Batman, Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah. His plan was, uh, okay, I'm going to get everyone in the streets, fill these balloons with the promise free money, fill these balloons and just kill everyone. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I want to. And then Batman's going to show up. I'll kill him too. Okay. Like, that's, that's, that's a plan. But that's, that's fine. That's, yeah, a, exactly. that's a pointlessly complicated plan. We have set up that yeah. this guy is obviously a little bonkers. Yeah. He makes up a bonkers. I'd be fine with that. If they set up the League of Assassins, the, the League of Shadows, um, they're called the League of Assassins elsewhere in DC, right? I'm going to say yes. I think, I swear they're called something Assassins. If they had set up that they're literally, like, if they, if Rachel Ghoul, one of the racial goals starts twirling his mustache and goes, we just like destroying things. Yeah. All of my problems are out of the window. I don't care if their reason is dumb, but they've existed for thousands of years. Yeah. Their reasons have to make sense on in, in the, in the vaguest, just surface level whiff of a writer's pen has to make sense. And, and I, I just kept going back to how there's no villain in this film. So, the only villain is a mentally insane guy who dresses up like a scarecrow who is, upon further watching, I think maybe the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. He's not great in this. <laughs> He's not um, good at this. Again, again, like a thing where it's like there's this sort of like this camp thing that doesn't fit well with the rest of it. And like going like all of Batman's jokes. Yeah. Which they largely got rid of in the other ones, thankfully. Because they, they just and, – and some of it might just be that Christian Bale is not a funny human being. But he doesn't. Even if he was, even if he had the the comedy timing of of, of whoever is the greatest co- comedic timing ever, they don't. It doesn't work within the context of, yeah. of the script yeah. Yeah. At, at all. Yeah, I think th- this this also also kind of speaks to one of my other problems with this movie is Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. His Bruce Wayne is really weird. The best the best Bruce Wayne in in Batman TV movie stuff. Kevin Conroy, Batman the animated series, Bruce Wayne. He's just like this affable guy. He's like, yeah, he seems like he knows some stuff and he makes some business decisions sometimes. And then like, he's, he's kind of a devil with the ladies, but in this, like, he's just affable in this almost forgettable way. He seems like he's trying to like, this is my human voice. It feels yeah. forced and weird. And I know, I think it's kind of supposed to be the point, but it, no, I, that but was, that was but an they, acting choice. Yeah, yeah. I think again, not, I, I didn't want to compare it to, to the other movies all the time. I think uh, this is something that, is done better in the other ones. In this one, it's really well. It's really stilted and strange. Like his whole, the whole scene where he drunkenly kicks everyone out of his house. Yeah, is another thing that makes no sense because the because because Rachel Ghoul shows up, and and that scene is super bizarre because yeah. you have you have this woman out of nowhere at the party being like, "Here's someone you need to meet, Ras Al Ghul," and it's some guy who's not Ras Al Ghul. It turns out there's no Ras Al Ghul. It's Liam Neeson. Which like this little extra bit of trickery was that necessary? But yeah. that's kind of that's again that's Christopher Nolan. That's this this weird bit of sleight of hand, and I, I guess Un- it adds something yeah, to unnecessary it. Unnecessary is the word. And then yeah. just that woman's just stuck sitting there. Who's she? So he tells you know Batman figures something something's up, and he's like you know can I get all my guests out of here? And he's like well you can try to explain it to them like they're all doomed. And so he just gets drunk like pretends to be drunk and just goes you all suck leave my house. And they do, and the bad guys just go okay. You like know, that was what was the point of that? I, I don't. The entire yeah, I, I just I, I keep going back to the simple statement of the fucking the the bad guys make this the bad guy the villain concept the part of this film was so underused and poorly built. So the big reappearance of Rachel Ghoul, we don't care about him. The only reason I care about him is because I watched the animated series and I'm aware of the mythos of Batman right. and Rachel Ghoul and there he's he's literally like he's he is Batman's number one villain if if you talk about like skills and and ability to fight each other. Sure, and not dying. Yeah. So you're just like to not put it, you know, because everybody knows Joker's the number one. But like really, as far as like, you know, actual combative structure, it would be Ray Shuggle. So choosing him as the villain is a weird choice to have him be one. The villain role in this film is underplayed, even if it was played like even if it was played well, there wasn't a lot of villain in it. Weird to choose him. Two, they don't build him up. Three. Them not building it up makes the big reveal of him not actually being Rachel Ghoul means nothing because we don't know who Rachel Ghoul is. Yeah. I do because I read the comics and, and watched the animated series. But him going, wait, you're not really Rachel Ghoul. We don't know who Rachel Ghoul is except for the scenes that you saw with Christian Bale in them. Right. So there's no there's no trick. It'd be like, yeah. By the way, turns out my name isn't Barry. Barry was the guy on my right the whole time. Yeah. It, be, it means exactly the same. Rachel Gould is the only thing we know is it's the guy from there. Sure. So what we found out of the big reveal is, wait, the guy from there was the other guy from there? Right. And I mean, obviously, to to some degree, that this, this you know, you're making a film for fans. 
but you you know you, you're you're trying to appease fans with some stuff so they're they're bringing knowledge into this but as far as so i agree with what you're saying in terms of you're just joe everyman going in and being like i don't yeah this racial yeah. ghoul and they kind they try to set it up by being like well there's there's these machinations happening in the background why are all these why who's the scarecrow working for why are they moving all these people here and when the reveal is just that like oh no it's the guy from before yeah. It's it's not that – like, to me, it was just – it's not that exciting. So Christopher Nolan does – or with, I shouldn't say – I'm not going to speak for him, though. But in this film, the trick that they're doing is like a magician doing two tricks at once mm-hmm. and expecting the audience to know how impressive that is. Where it's like, no, no, no. The whole point of that is you have to know what the first trick is, understand its difficulty, and then you pairing the other trick on top of it. Then we understand how difficult you just did. So what you're doing is you're doing tricks for people that understand the first trick, which you haven't established enough. Right. So it's like, oh, cool. I did this this disappearing card trick that's normally done this way, but I did it this way, which is much harder. When you're like, but I didn't know the first trick. So what you've done is overcomplicate things and then had tried to explain it to me later how much of a fucking overcomplicated thing you just pulled off. And it's like, well, no, you you just what you did sure. was you just threw a bunch of cr- like you you didn't understand the audience, you don't understand where you're coming across, yeah. and somebody should have given the script a pass. Not only did but, I find your card, I showed you your card. Yeah, it's just oh, but okay. Point earlier, one of the things that really annoys me about the Batman voice, and it goes to your thing about him not playing a convincing Bruce Wayne. Is that Bruce Wayne feels like an a, a, a put on a character? Yeah. Then Batman has to sound natural. Yeah. If if Bruce Wayne is going to sound forced, which I'm fine with, because in the in, in the comics, in the comics, and and I truly believe this is the way it is. Bruce Wayne died when he was a kid. There is now the actual the psyche of the of the human walking around is Batman, and he puts on the Bruce Wayne face when he needs to live in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that's the way the character works, and that's why it's an interesting character. If you're and that's the way Kristen Bale was playing it for Bruce Wayne, which I'm fine with. But then Batman can't be <laughs> Batman has to sound natural, yeah. and that didn't sound natural coming from him. Well, so I, you're I, putting on two different personalities and then not establishing who the personality is. But that shows up as a plot point, like going with this tricks within tricks, because Katie Holmes talks to him about it, going, "Well, I don't know who that boy that left is, but he's dead. I don't know." Right. Like so, this is a theme. Except again. Tricks within tricks, and you didn't establish enough for me but to see, give up. Yeah. But see, I would argue there's a third person. So you have you have the like the the awkward Bruce Wayne, you have the uh, 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 Batman, but then you have the Bruce Wayne that Alfred knows. That is that is when I think Chris like that is that is that Batman. That is I think when 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 Christian Milk actively like seems like a, a person or like oh, okay, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I like that. so he's yeah. he's Batman, but he doesn't have to do this voice. Yeah, because uh, he's also just he's learning too. Um, yeah, that, but, uh, I get, but yeah, fair it was, point, but it I was, don't like that. No, I, 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 can, I understand the criticism. The voice was, was really bad. But one thing about the whole creation of Batman though, that I found interesting is I kind of like the whole thing, the little montage of like him and Alfred, like ordering stuff. And then like the mask doesn't work. Uh, you know, they, they, they pound it and, it and it breaks. It's like, well, we got to order new ones. Oh yeah. Like it's filler, but I kind of liked it. What bothered me a lot was the scenes with Lucius Fox. Yeah, and so this was you know again this sort of like sleight of hand, and it's sort of it's it's an interesting sort of look at, at screenwriting. Um, so the the first time he he meets Lucius Fox, he goes down to to see Lucius Fox in Applied Sciences at Wayne Tech, and it's like oh I just I wanted to work here. It sounded kind of cool, and they're kind of talking about how oh it's a dead end. They just shoved me here because I'm a troublemaker. I'm a rascal. Then cut to Lucius Fox is just showing him guns. And uh, like like grappling guns and this like Kevlar suit for for militias or you know the military. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, so what's your interest in this stuff? It's like, oh, I'm going spelunking. So you just were showing him like he specifically asked about like yeah. what do we got in the way of repelling and that. It's but the yeah. but they just cut it out because it's just carrying along and you kind of know, you know, having seen a movie before, you're like, this is what's happening here. Okay, this is the gearing up scene. So they and then later when he's getting he's gonna make the cape. And Lucius Fox is like, well, here's this neat material. You run electro- uh, current through it. Uh, it. It gets solid. Otherwise, it's a cape. Or, you know, it's just fabric. He's like, what are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to go base jumping. Hey, if you have a problem with uh, doing this stuff for me, he's like, hey, unless you tell me the better, don't think I'm an idiot. Which I didn't understand that line in terms of, like, n- there's no reason for him to know that Bruce Wayne has been up to anything like fighting crime or anything like that. So what's the, what's that? What's the, what's the like, don't, like, it made it seem like I know what you're up to. There is no way you could know what he's this up to. This is the problem. And, and, and see, I, I didn't even take that first part as, 
it wasn't, oh, what can you show me in the way of a grappling hook? Because there's no way for him to know, oh, there's a grappling hook in development or maybe whatever. The point is, yeah. I don't think that's established that like that we cut out the spots where he walks up to Lucius Fox and go, here, show me things like this. I think it's basically, they just got lazy and just went, well, Lucius knows he's Batman. Even though he's not Batman yet, because there's no other way those scenes work other yeah. than Lucius Fox being aware that he's about to become a masked vigilante, uh, a, a vigilante, if you will, that's in the in the form of a bat. There's no, well, he doesn't have to know about the bat part, but it, there's there's no other way for those scenes to function. It's, let me show you the the, the super suit, the, uh, the grappling gun. It's just... But it is it is this like yeah but look okay so here's the gear look at the gear don't worry about this look at the gear look at the gear isn't this cool yeah. this is gonna be Batman you guys this is gonna be Batman it's like uh, I read this interview with with uh, Philip K Dick once where he talked about Philip K Dick it's been said like wrote all this science fiction but like could barely operate a lamp and he was talking about being that sort of stupid about science to a degree that how you deal with that stuff is is contextualize it so you have an alien race that has emotion control chips. Uh, rather than explain the emotion control chips and how they work, you just go, hey, where are the emotion control chips? Oh, they're in a jar in that cupboard. You've just given them a location, like, okay, these things exist and they're there. And so that's kind of like this weird shorthand with with that, where it's like you're just ignoring all these other things and just going like, ah, no, look, we have the suit. Here's the suit. That's all you need to worry about. There's a suit there. Doesn't matter how he got there. This is going to be the Batman suit. There, And I've seen this movie several times and it wasn't until this time that I kind of picked that up that I'm like, wait a minute, there's no, why is he showing him this? Or yeah. why is he acting like that? Uh, no, it, it doesn't make it, – it, it, it's it's dependent on him knowing about Batman before Batman. It doesn't make much sense. But this leads to also another one of the fucking quips. Driving around in the in the car thing goes, uh, 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 does it come in black? It just – it feels it feels weird. It doesn't feel like if, – if like if it was uh, if it was Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man doing it, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it just – it doesn't – it feels weird. Because the whole character is supposed to be this broody, dark maniac – that's, you know, so tortured from the death of his parents that, like, all he can do to stay alive is the wages war on crime. Not like, hey, just cracking wise with my adventure yeah. friend. Or yeah. it's like, there's even, there's even that weird joke at the end, um, when he's, he's attacking Ra's al Ghul. And we haven't even talked about, like, how their execution of the whole plan is, is just needlessly convoluted. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're putting chemicals in the water and they're going to shoot the water with a laser. To make the to make the chemicals aerosol so people yeah. breathe and go crazy, rather than like I don't know, like getting a helicopter and just dumping them on people. Yeah, or, or you know, not for nothing, they they've been around since before Rome, right? Yeah, they could just you know tweak the chemical to have it work to be in the drinking water. Yeah, just I mean, just yeah. a, just I mean, that's just me. Like, kind it's, of I mean, it's, it out a, there. it's a made up thing anyway. Like, yeah, it's like, just, like you just you just made it pointlessly. To the, Two thousand years in the you know they've been around, oh, but oh, but but, but the the, the quip thing. So the so Batman like shows up to fight Rachel Ghul and, and Rachel Ghul, having already talked about like you know and training him in the theatricality and even like when they meet again in in using theatricality as a weapon yeah. of like you know distraction. Even when they meet again in Bruce Wayne's mansion, he talks about that. And then when Batman flies up, he's like, "I think you're overdoing it with the theatricality, yeah. basically." And it's just like, "Wait, what? What? Yeah." And you they really, say that. They really hit that point a lot. The whole thing, it's like theatricality thing. It's like we we got it. Like yeah, no, that that's... really needed to be said like once in the beginning yep. of the film. Like this is this is not a nuanced point that you really need to get across. Um, the the weapon thing. There's another one of those terrible exposition parts where it's like, well, I don't know. The boat was out to sea, and the boat must have had something happen to it, and then it right. turns out that the boat had this weapon in it. Hey, we've got this weapon. Well, it turns out the weapon got turned on in this boat, and now the thing. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Like yeah. I get I get it. Video game. That's where I'm gonna get the weapon in a later stage. Right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> really bad in, in in a lot of ways, and some like the scripting stuff, which not to go. Oh, yeah. wait, a quick one of the scripting stuff. Hey, John, you know how you buy a multi-million dollar hotel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you just write a check and put it in the waiter's some guy. Yeah. Just to some guy. Yeah. Which, that was, that was, so are those escorts? That was the thing I just couldn't help but wonder, like, who are those women? I'm sure it's like, if you're like a, like, a super rich guy and you're like, hey, uh, eligible bachelor Bruce Wayne is back. You know, it's probably not that hard to get on, on bat tinder or whatever. Yeah. But, uh. It's just seemed like so. Who are these women that you're just like, hey, why don't you ladies go swim in a pool? In um, in another movie, I don't remember if it's in the Nolan ones or the animated, but there's one where um, he pays uh, a prostitute to be in his apartment when somebody walks in in the morning where they're pretending to have drank a lot the night before, and then he gives her some money and tells her to you know get the hell out. That right. like she literally hired a prostitute just to be there in the morning so he could pull off the I'm a drunken 
uh, uh, you know, billionaire playboy. Sure. Well, that's very, that's, I like, that's very progressive. That's this very like, Hey, no, sex work is a job. Like I, it's, you know, I'm, I'm against injustice and whatever, but Hey, ladies, you do you. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't think that's, I don't think they really went far enough with that, that subtext in the film. Cause I, I really needed more about the weird foreign ladies dancing around yeah. in the, in the, I'm going to buy this. this which yeah, the, the whole, the, the whole thing, him, I think that was part of it is that, is that, and it's been the, the, the running thing of the whole series is that, you know, he's not, he's not really Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. Cause the whole time Bruce Wayne is just undermining, like, it's just terrible. Is just, is there to just be an awful jerk rather than like, yeah. You could probably be more invisible as Bruce Wayne if you were just, just a plutocrat, like he's just a, a rich dude that just did stuff that rich dudes do. It's less interesting than you know, like the, like than this guy. Look at these antics. What's he up to this time? Well, I think the point of that is supposed <clears throat> to be, and it's not well done that because he's such an asshole and a terrible person, he couldn't possibly be the really great guy, the Batman, right. who's trying to clean things up. So it's just further pushing his personality away from one that would possibly be a source for justice which is also weird and the the, so the the end of the movie so chaos happens when they when they because they do release some of the gas into the into the the narrows yeah uh, and uh so all stuff's going on all this stuff's terrible and there's chaos and then batman saves the day and in the process of doing that they also burn down wayne mansion the 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 villains burn down wayne mansion and the headline is like drunken billionaire burns down mansion and it's this weird thing of like you couldn't also blame that on the uh, stuff that happened. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't just be oh, like like point. like yeah, they yeah. Th- they attacked me too. Yeah, it's all it's got to be this weird. I, I just I didn't understand that move. I mean, again, it's what we we're talking about like he's he, you know he that he's this awful jerk, so he couldn't possibly do it. But that just seemed wholly no. That is, that's a good point. Me. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like again not to get into all of it, but the, in the third one when Bane and those guys break in to the stock exchange. And do all this stuff. And then it's like, well, then it turns out Bruce Wayne was doing some horrible stock stuff. You don't think those two things might be related? Yeah. But it's the same thing with like, who does the news in this town? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the drug ability there, I think, is really stupid. I mean, yeah. in the middle of a fucking terrorist attack. Yeah, I mean, and there's like, yeah. Yeah, and then this, and then old Boozy over here. Yeah, and that really was an uh, underplayed scene of like, that should be this really traumatic part of like, you know, losing the mansion of the of his father. But yeah. he was just going like, eh, shit burns down. Yeah, which is yeah. which was a weird thing. So the only person that really cared about the legacy of the Waynes is Alfred. Yeah. Because he just did, like, he was all just about vengeance. And it felt like there was trying to be a story of him, like, you know, c- trying to eschew that and be a person, but that never really coalesced into anything. It was all, because, you know, it's, like, it's not about, it's not about who you are, you know, it's about the actions that you do. And I, that never really paid off for me in terms no. of, like, it's, you did what you wanted to do, and then you were a jerk to some other people, and then, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, just, it's like, as a character, it's not, he's not interesting in the, in this movie. No, no. Uh, it once, I mean, basically, the only part of the character I liked was, you know, kind of building up to him becoming Batman, and then it's just boring as shit. Uh, here's a scene that just I want to get to here. Just going with the whole narrative doesn't make a lot of sense in this movie. Basically, if you look at it in any way, falls apart. Scarecrow and Falcone in the room together, where he's like, well, they told me that, you know, I'm going to have to kill you. And they spray oh, yeah. him with the, no, no cameras in there. No, no one's watching. Right. Just, that's, that's just... I know that's like a uh, narrative convenience and all, but like this movie spent a lot of time on much smaller things. Yeah. That it just, it's such a, like a, well, he it's does. useless a logic. Like th- that could, it would have taken half of a second to explain that away. Yeah. Like when, when Scarecrow walked in, just points at his nose and you see the guard walk some other way and flip a switch or something. Yeah. It's just one of those things of like, oh no, cool. We just want a cool scene of them being in a white room where he puts on the mask. He's putting on a mask and shooting drugs at a guy yeah. in a fucking, in like a police custody the, and no the, one sees. The drug was kind of fascinating because I, I like some of the effects around the, around the drug. And this is, yeah, this that is, was a, this cool is a beautifully shot movie. Like it's a very pretty movie for its, for oh, its totally. grimness. Yeah, yeah. But like the weird, like just the effects they do and the, when you see like Batman and he's like all black and drooling goo, yeah. that was really cool. But the way people, like this drug kind of fascinated me because the, its effects were different for different people and how people reacted to it. And I say it's different for different people like- Batman goes into a coma, kind of. Like, he sleeps for a couple days. Uh, Rachel's apparently going to lose her mind because she's taken, like, a, a, a very hearty dose. Yeah. And it's just catatonic. And then Scarecrow gets a dose to the face and then just is fine later. Like, nothing is, yeah. 
Well, I think I think like Scarecrow, he's in the insane asylum, but he doesn't seem like that any worse off than he ever was. Well, I think I in th- in not to defend this because I <clears> think it's accidental that this makes sense. Is that Bruce had had the drug before because that's based on the same flowers right. thing. Scarecrow obviously had been introduced to the drug or is just completely fucking bonkers. So the other person that actually uh, had really really nasty effects is Rachel. But I guess in so all, it sort of makes in, sense in all yeah. cases, and even when everyone in the in the in the not everyone, but you know, a lot of people in the. Um, City are being is when they're attacked with the with the fear gas, really just paralyzes everyone. Like you think there'd just be a lot more just screaming. Like I don't know if you ever seen the yeah, totally. the, the yeah. like the uh, upright citizens brigade sketch where they look in the bucket of truth and they just you look into it and you just scream constantly <laughs> after that. <laughs> That's awesome. I just like yeah. you think that like there's the, the the dirty cop is like got these kids at gunpoint and they're all just like scared of each other, but they're all just standing there like just frozen. Yeah. And. No, no. Granted, there's the part where they're all like all the people are all attacking Batman because they see him as is this big scary thing. But a lot of it was people just kind of standing there and being like, Rachel is just kind of catatonic with fear. And my favorite, thing, one of my favorite things with that is that she's terrified. So it's like, all right, well, I'm dressed up like a bat, and I'm gonna I'm gonna repel you a uh, long distance oh, yeah, down, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna take you in a really fast car. That part, I I literally thought it was played for laughs of him going like, no, you just got to calm down. And he's driving like 80 down yeah. the fucking one-way which street. Which, again, rolling. with this movie, maybe it was. Who knows? Yeah. It, uh, which that whole – that actually is one of my favorite things in the movie. Between when I saw this movie originally and watching it now, I was introduced to Axe Cop. Axe Cop is this wonderful comic uh, drawn by a guy and it's written by his like five-year-old brother. And so it's this great just insight into the mind of a five-year-old and, you know, makes me think about how I was at that age too. And Axe Cop always has some ridiculous thing. Like he's always got a secret button that he presses that does things. Uh, like a button in his wrist that makes bad guys go to sleep or, you know, something. Yeah. And Batman has a secret button in his shoe that makes bats come. Like it, it didn't make any sense to me that he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And all of a sudden all these, it's, it's cool. It's a neat thing. But I'm just like that. Batman just has a secret button in his boot that makes bats show up wherever he is because he is miles away from his house where the bats are that's kind of ridiculous but again it looked neat which i feel it, like... it did look cool but like that's one of those ones that you don't want to stare at for too long because mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about how incredibly stupid that was because also it didn't really do much yeah well and then it's like why didn't he use it again yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's true i didn't think about that if i could yeah. control bat i would be controlling bats a lot yeah that so that chase scene where she's getting the, the shit scared out of her mm-hmm. one boy a lot of cops would be dead uh, where that were that uh, in real life? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Batman's supposed to be anti-murder, but yeah, Batman lots kills a of, lot of people in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of dead people there. Also, um, that's taking longer than that fucking scene from Bullet. Like that, it was yeah. a long fucking chase scene. Like I really like I didn't fast forward it all through the film, but there were parts like especially around there that I was just I I literally have um I'm so bored. This movie is so fucking long. Yeah. And that was uh that was when I referred to it as when the nightmare fart got in the air. Right. Where for some reason everybody just had not for some reason, but um I was really, really over with the film by that point. Mm-hmm. Like I was just really itching it, it takes fucking forever. But yeah, murders a lot of cops in a very, very long car chase that frankly doesn't really need to be there because he's trying to drive her to get some uh some of that medicine, right? Yeah. I don't really understand why the car chase was happening then. Yeah, because he didn't have it with him. It was being synthesized. He had to take her back to the bat cave. No, I got that, but why were the cops chasing them? I mean, other than maybe just general vigilanteism, but it was, just seemed like there was it was an organized car chase that like all the cops were out looking for him, and I don't really know why. I can't. I can't refute that, because, or, or 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 speak to that. Just I honestly like don't remember because I'm I'm getting it muddled in my mind with the previous cop thing. Because I remember, so, because Katie Holmes finds the thing, the Scarecrow shows him, shows her the plan. Yeah. Gasses her. Batman kind of saw that happen. Yeah. And then he grabs her and they, 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 they hop in the Batmobile and fuck off back to the, back to the cave. Yeah. Because they already, I mean, they already don't like Batman. Because the, the commissioner is like, like, oh, no one's going to make the rule, you know. Uh, yeah. Do their own justice. So I think maybe. I don't think the answer. I, mean, I, honestly, I, just, I honestly, I honestly don't remember. I th- like this is, this I don't is a great think, movie review. I don't, show. <laughs> I don't remember the movie that we just saw. Well, no, but I don't think there's a re. I, th- I think it's just they needed a chase scene there, and they just went, oh yeah, the cops are after him, and that's fine. Like, like I'm, sh- like you can put in a million reasons why cops would be chasing him, except you should probably put in a reason why the cops are chasing him. Right. Like, like have the have the have the have a uh, uh, commissioner make evil black guy go, hey, Batman's got to be arrested. Well, uh, I just sorry. Just the only black guy in the movie, other than Lucius Fox, is, is I'm I'm an evil, incompetent man. The yeah. 
the thing is all that could be explained by again by Rachel Ghoul's speech at Wayne Wayne Manor. One of the reasons the city is so decadent is that it's so corrupt, and it, uh, it, it, and it's so corrupt because they've been able to infiltrate every level of this city. Yeah, which is a weird thing. Like that's some like circular logic of like, yeah. well, it's bad because we're here. How'd you get here? We you know like we're making it bad. So basically, because of that. The League of of Shadows is secretly controlling everything in Gotham, so they're they're all the cops too. They control the cops too. Yeah, I that's mean, not. I mean, if that's if your logic no, is that they're secretly behind everything, then that's, that's fine. Why not? Uh, yeah, I just I I kind of wish you know, that it, it's fine. It's just it's one of those things of watching it with a trying to watch it with like any kind of critical eye. It's just a lot of things fell apart. That it's like it's like oh you just take it for granted that there's a cop chase, but it's like. We haven't really established why cops would be after him, but it's like one of those things where it's a lot of this movie is a lot of that stuff. It's like, oh, why is this happening? Well, it's because it's happening. You know, it's just. You know. And ult- ultimately, ultimately to me, and, and we've, we've touched on this a little bit, but but what it, what it boils down to is that this movie, like there's stuff in other comic book movies that I would totally let go. But the way this movie treats its subject matter. I can't, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. this movie were at all fun, that's a huge thing for me is that like, I know Batman's supposed to be this dark character, but these movies are just dull and just grim yeah. and not in, 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 in a largely interesting way. Um, like again, like going back to the bat, like the Michael Keaton Batman, it's not a perfect movie or whatever, but at least it was, you know, it had a little bit more spark to it than this. This is just, it's lifeless is what a lot of this yeah, was. Yeah. This yeah. was just like, Oh, look at this. Oh, boy. um, um, one more pun. Uh, the scarecrow uh, got in quotes some of his own medicine. Yeah, ha, <laughs> good one. Yeah. Um, here's here's a here's scarecrow uh, while talking to uh, Maggie. What's her name? <laughs> well, the character is Rachel Dawes. Yeah, uh, played by uh, played is is a strong word, but uh, Katie Holmes. I liked her a lot better lines. than Maggie Gyllenhaal, to be honest. Oh yeah, but uh, I, I, I can't compare the two, but because you know, not supposed to compare to the next movie, but boy, did I like her better. Uh, but um, so he's talking to her, and he goes. Well, uh, he's crazy because he falls on Jungian archetypes. In this case, a scarecrow. You know, in the Jungian archetypes? Yeah. The scarecrow? Well, it, to me, it's to just, me, I mean, sorry, like, it's just a, I'm just kind of like, this is, one, delivered like he was made of wood and awkward. Right. And, and then two, just, it was such a, just like, one, I hate Jungian archetypes so much. And then two, Jungian archetype, you know, like the scarecrow. Well, I'm, just, now see, like, I'm too dumb. That that was like, oh, yes. Oh, there's science. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's just- but it's also like, wouldn't that be like the 10th, 12th time they've heard that? Like, he's fixated on this scarecrow character. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. This keeps happening. You know, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, also, also like, uh, again, I mean, I guess it's just exp- you can paint with the brush of everybody's crop. But people are like, oh, yeah, another one of his gang uh, was found uh, criminally insane. So... They're criminally insane. Like, they just make this reference to, like, yeah. people keep getting off. It's like, well, anybody want to do something about that? I mean, I guess, yeah, they're, they're corrupt. I take so, that back. So, so, that, that so, so kind of going back to that in, the, yeah. in this convoluted plan. So they were they were being made to be criminally insane. So they would go to Arkham Asylum where they would be put to work, making the chemical to dump it in the river, in the water. Is that – am I doing that right? Because that was – that's kind of a weak link because they keep, they keep making everyone insane. To put him in Arkham. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just that that makes them not go to jail. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the whole. I mean, maybe there's another reason. I didn't think. I didn't. It didn't even occur to me. I just thought it was a a cheap way to have. No, but why did they even bring it up? Because it seemed like so. Fal Falcone, they did it because he was going to talk. Like, cause he knew, like, cause he got, he got busted, Batman, but yeah. which, which was it, which that was a great scene. The Batman as, as horror movie character, when his first appearance in the docks, when he's getting, uh, uh oh, okay. those guys, I thought that was a well done Almost, scene. Wait, just one small thing about that script writing. The Batman's here. I guess we got a bail. Could you not use the word bail in that context? Oh. I know it's small, but that's the actor's fucking name. Use a different <laughs> word. It just, it, it's one of those things that I could have, it just, it threw me out of the scene and, and it, it's a small Batman's deal, here. but it just annoyed me to say, we've got a bail right. in the same thing as, it just, it was one of those like, come on guys, did no, did that not occur to you? Batman's here. We got a Clooney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's anyway, sorry. Uh, go, <laughs> but yeah. well, no, but so, so yeah, so that was, that was actually a very well done scene. I really enjoyed that. But so, and in the process he gets, he puts Falcone at the scene. He, Gets a gets him there, and then yeah. So then they get him cleared legally insane because he threatens to talk. 
So that one makes sense. Like, so he's just, that's just tying up loose ends. Like I can't come into, I can't come into here and shoot you in the head in the, the interrogation room. So instead I'm going to spray my fear gas yeah. and make you insane. Yeah. that Okay. That one did make sense. Yeah. But the other ones, I'm just not clear on what's, what's the point. I, you yeah. know, and I don't know. I think maybe that the idea is that it, that it is like that they're just getting off scot-free essentially that he's been working with seemingly working with Falcone to just, no, I'll get him. I'll get him declared insane, and then they'll be fine. And then they go to the have a, have a cush uh, experience at Arkham Asylum, yeah, uh, with his beachfront pool and all that. I get. I guess that. I mean, that makes sense. But it, I, it's it, another one of those things where it's just something that's happening in the movie because something has to happen. Well, like and, it doesn't, and and again, uh, I I, re- I I reject the 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 the, the notion that, that that superhero movies are above any scrutiny, but. There is this sort of like because it's not fun. I'm thinking about things. Yeah, and, no, it's a good so point. Be, yeah, fun. there's a lot of time to kind of mull over. But I think another problem that maybe over I don't even want to say overthink it, but think about it is there's no causal links in the film. We the only causal links are guide. Batman's parents get killed, which, again, walking out of the back of the theater, not this movie's fault, but that's always annoyed being yeah. a Batman mythos. They die. He's too much of a pussy to kill Joe Chill. He goes off, becomes a ninja, comes back. Fine. These are all causal links. From there on, nothing really connects to each other. So nothing got him from becoming Batman back to Raish other than Raish walking back into the picture. You know, like nothing he did. He wasn't... Batman wasn't a player in any of the actions. Nothing he did caused the next thing in the film once he got back to Gotham. Sure. So he just was there and he didn't really even react to anything. All he did. So basically all Batman did from once he got back was win the fight on the train. Everything else was just shit that was there instead of, you know, like instead of like, oh, because he did this, this next sequence had to happen. Like, you know, right. it like well, yeah, causes. So, so and, he, yeah. Well, he basically he gets Carmine Falcone. Like, which is, which is sort of something like that. That's sort of what's set up as like, oh, he kind of, you know, humiliated him by telling him like, you don't know what's what. You're a dumb kid. And he comes back and he gets him. Yeah. And then that story's over and there's still movie happening. Yeah. So we got, yeah. So that happened. And then it's like, well, Scarecrow guy, which I guess he works for. I mean, he does work for yeah. Ray's or whatever, but like it doesn't, they don't really have a nice head to head where he wins. So like him being taken out via his own gas doesn't lead to Raish coming back. Like nothing right, that really, was already happening. Yeah. Nothing really led to the next thing. It was just kind of like, he was, he was just a guy. It was more he like, he was, he was like starting to get the scent of it, but then it happened. Like it yeah. came to him. He wasn't a detective. He didn't figure anything out. And like, he wasn't like a, he wasn't a, you know, he didn't have any agency right. in it. He was just kind of like this guy that was there. So it just kind of like left me like, Oh, that's like a really fractured film where it's like, by the end, it's like, I don't really know what we accomplished. Like, we killed the guy that we met in the first act in a train. Right. Your father's train that you've now destroyed. So where, how are the poor people getting to work? Yeah. Wait, good point. Yeah. Where, yeah. Way to go poor. You couldn't fight somewhere else. Yeah. Also, well, they, they don't putting the, putting the weapon on the train was weird. Uh, that didn't make a yeah, lot of sense. Cause I get yet to vaporize it in different parts of the city. Uh, again, like an aerial thing that would have been. Yeah. It, it, the whole, the, there was a lot of it. Um, yeah, it was a really it was a really convoluted plot. It was it was needlessly complex. Just the step of we have to make it a gas in order for it to work. Like you could why don't you just it's a made up thing anyway. You can have it be whatever you want. So that kind of irritated me. It just seemed like this unnecessary step to well, we can't we can't have them come up with a plan that would be too you know, it's like a James Bond villain thing like just shoot him. Like don't don't tie him to a thing and shoot lasers at him and try to cut him up that slowly, you know, is going yeah. up between his like just shoot him. So it's just, it's that. It's just this needlessly complex thing that, well, I guess that happens in, in, uh, comic books. So we better stay true to that. You know, I, I would almost be fine with that, except it didn't, again, it didn't like fit and it was kind of rushed that it was just kind of like, yeah, it was put together, it, like the way they put it together, like, and if you had a microwave weapon, and that was kind of a fun reveal, Lucius Fox being smart, but like, it was done so naturally or the way that it's done, it's almost like, oh, wait, he's got detonating fuses and, and, and C4 where it's like, well, naturally they're going to blow something up where it's like, oh, well, he's got this microwave weapon that was like for such a fantastic concept that they're putting forth. It was done in such like kind of a the payoff wasn't there for how convoluted a plot it was like it was kind of found out in a. Oh, well, this one thing. Well, therefore, we got it all figured out. Well, also, why don't you just use it to. Vaporize the water supply. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. Just this, like again, this that, extra yeah. step. Like, why did you do that? Like, particularly because, like, so you were, you were investing this long term plan to destroy Gotham economically. 
and then like, well, we got it. We we have to destroy. We got other things to do. We got to destroy it right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. It was. Uh, yeah, just a lot. The, just the whole ethos of the bad guys were so just so ill-defined. They're just unhappy with that that this place exists. Basically, they yeah. had they had. I went on a vacation there once. I had a negative time. Yelp doesn't exist yet. This is only 2005. So the only logical thing to do is to destroy it. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think you're exactly right. This is, if they had Yelp, this movie this never movie would have happened. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I just leave a one-star review for my hotel and so, then get on with my life. So moving, so, so that's, you know, the, the big finale of the film, which it really wasn't all that big or uh, very finale. Like here, here's, here's another part of the movie that doesn't make any sense. They're on the roof. Bat signals in the air. Cause mm-hmm. You know, they know that we have emotions that are trying to play to it. Why, Gov, I never said thank you! Because his accent's fucking terrible. That's my, um, uh, Gary Ullman. That's a Chicago accent. Why, uh. bad man! <laughs> I, never, you never, I never said thank you. And you'll never have to. Let's think about that for, let's just... Yeah. John, what does that line mean? Uh, it means he's selfless. And he's doing it not for the thanks, but, uh, for just the good. Really? That's the walkaway line of the that film? That is the walkaway line. Because he learned that it's good to do that. Yeah, because... And the real power comes from inside. And yeah. be yourself. Which which works really well with the theme of the film, fear. Fear and, yeah, and his arc of, I'm not going to kill guys. Yeah. And then he and So then you know that whole you, you know that whole movie we just watched? Yeah. This doesn't have much to do with that. Yeah. And you'll like, you never have to. Yeah. But it, I mean, I, okay. I mean, that's a nice thing to say. Before he was like, before he was asking for thanks. They cut a yeah, lot of those scenes where I he mean, was seriously. just like, just standing, you know, like Falcone's tied up and he's like, hello, you're welcome. Like, it honestly, it honestly feels like there's a cut C plot of mm. newspapers saying how great Batman is. Yeah. And frankly, I think this might be true because they make a reference to it when they're at the party. No, no, no. They make a reference where Bruce Wayne's making fun of Batman, where he's like, well, I think Batman's great. And he's like, well, I think some guy dressed up as a bat should be put right. in a loony bin or whatever he says in his, in his witty, I'm rich and white thing. Yeah. But um, I, maybe there was like a C plot of Batman's really great. Everybody bow down to Batman. Uh, like- uh, there is there is allegedly a script available online that is just David Goyer's script before Christopher Nolan got involved. Yeah. And so I am kind of curious to see, all right, what did Nolan scrub? Yeah. Nolan is like, add more fear here. Add more of the words fear. Can he say fear every other word? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, like the newspapers, as we've established in Gotham, were terrible. Well, ever since- they, might, they, might have, they might have had, yeah, yeah, they might have had like headlines that were just like, Batman's great. Yeah, they go, and it, and it shows, just, it shows yeah, the Clearly just in it for his own self. Yeah. I know. I, I have one more thing here. Um, I, I think this is the first instance of- um, of a noise. That noise. That noise is in every fucking movie since this one. It's in Avengers. <laughs> it's in all the Transformers ones. I, and, and when I was listening, so what, is, like, what is what is happening when that noise? But it's it's um, where the train has fallen off, and he's in the and it's going through the underground oh. uh, the underground parking structure, and it makes that noise. And I just realized. It's it's a noise I notice in every movie now. It, it 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 it's in every movie when in Avengers when the uh, the, the the tesseract explodes it makes that noise. Huh. But it, it, it certainly me, sounds like something from Transformers. It, it's in Transformers, but it occurs to me I have no idea what that noise is supposed to be. Like in real life, somebody heard that and went, "Oh, that's a cool yeah noise." But it's it just <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I have to play this because now now that it's in your head, it's like the Wilhelm scream." Yeah, you're gonna it's it's that noise is in every fucking. You know, movie. there is there is a specific gate closing fully like this gate oh, closing yeah. sound that in uh, Castlevania '64. Yeah, uh, is in that, and because I've heard it in that, I hear it clear oh, as awesome. day yeah. in every movie it's in. It's it's been in a couple like Harry Potter or something. Anytime yeah. anyone's closing a gate. They use this particular sound, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, it's the Castlevania sound." Yeah, that's. I mean, this is some deep level nerdity, right? Yeah, there. but yeah, that's. I mean, that thing is in every fucking movie. There's no way to yeah, describe yeah, yeah. it, but it's like this is now. Uh, this is now. The, this is now the noise that's going to be the in every tech film. explosion package. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. It's like going back to talking about the music, and all the music is all the same now. It's everyone's just using the same sound effects. It's just the one guy. Yeah, that's that's got like, oh, here's my explosion pack. I mean, it probably Ooh. is. Yeah, they just need to download the the thing. Um, anything else for Batman Begins? It's okay. It's not like, it's not hateable in the way that I, like, I hate other movies or like that I feel like, I don't feel 
I don't feel insulted by it. I feel like it does a lot of really stupid things. Yeah. But I don't feel it's like, huh? But isn't this cool? It just, it presents it. It's there. And just some of the stuff's pretty dumb. Watch the 1989 Batman. I'd just do that. Don't watch this one. Yeah. For this one, this is actually like one of those, um, I almost after watching it, I almost like wanted to call an audible and do a different movie for the first episode. Sure. And I'm glad we didn't because we actually got a lot out of this. But it's like, this is one of those films where it's like that, it's it's right in that hinterland between it's not good and it's not bad, but it's also not bad enough to be enjoyable. It's just kind of, it's just boring. Like there is yeah. just, I mean, there was a couple cool scenes, but like for the most part, like that scene where he's like kind of the demon other than saying the word bail, which really, yeah. I know that's just me, but that really threw right. me. But like that scene was cool and some of the training stuff in the beginning is cool. But like a lot of it is just like a lot of just kind of. Like that, that chase scene, I couldn't have been more bored by. And it's like, I see cool things are happening, but it's like, this is, you know, this is what it, and it's not to compare it to other Nolan movies, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. Cause it occurred to me while I'm watching this, my problem with Christopher Nolan is his movies are, I don't want to say forgettable, but they don't stick mm. after watching them. Even if I'm having fun while watching the moment it's done, I'm just like, Eh, whatever. I didn't even like it that much. Like, even if I liked it while it was happening, just there's no, like, there's no meat to it. There's nothing to kind of, I don't know, there's no, like, staying power for me in your mind. It's just kind of like, that hit all the marks that it was supposed to hit to be a superhero movie right. in order, in the order they're supposed to be. And I'm just, I, I found myself just like, yeah, I don't, like, I've already forgotten this. I watched this yesterday. Right. And I've already kind of, like, it's already starting to seep. If I didn't have this list of, uh, this this note open, there's a lot of this film I would have just forgotten. Because it's just kind of like, the moment's over, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's a scene that happened. This is going, oh, okay, it's done. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of, well, I mean, a lot of it is the fact that there's no, the characters are pretty thinly defined. And there's no, oh, one, yeah. no none of the performances, like, with the exception of Alfred, who's 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 great. But like no one, I don't care about anyone in this movie. I, I yeah. don't. Everyone is just like, I'm Commissioner Gordon. This is my job is to, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm the decent cop. That's all there is to me. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked, we've already gone through how weird Chris, uh, uh, Christian Bale's like Bruce Wayne is and like, yeah, and everybody just, else, just yeah. him in general. I just kind of don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't, there's, there's no real compelling cause he's got that kind of weird thing for Rachel, but that never really like worked for me because she her performance is not great in this movie but it's also just like their interactions are always so weird and stilted yeah that i'm like and I she don't... didn't have much to work with either because no it's just like, yeah it's not it's necessarily like, it's not i'm the good fault, da yeah. yeah and then but, there's yeah then there's i'm the, i'm the smart guy yeah. that's or good, i guess yeah. you know lucius fox Laura, i don't necessarily understand all his motivations but it's morgan freeman and who doesn't like morgan freeman yeah see i think that's almost unfair just because he's so <clears throat> likable yeah. that it's like i it's almost cheating because yeah. you get you get tricked because it's like really there's not much there but it's ah fuck it's morgan yeah. freeman when he's got that kind of like eh, i got this kind of annoying voice you're like of yeah. course you do you and are morgan freeman what's is it rutger hauer that was it the, is rutger hauer yeah i i get him confused with that other guy um Let's not try to figure out who the other guy is. Howard Rutger. Yes, exactly. Um, Wingshauser. <laughs> maybe Wingshauser. He's got a similar name. But uh, even he, like even his character, like if it wasn't him, boy, I would I would notice that there's yeah. a lot of nothing going on there. But since it's him, it's like, hey, cool. It's Rutger Hauer. Yeah. I, like, I like watching him. He <laughs> is a he is a bad corporate man. That's yeah. all you need to know. Well, he's a bad guy that likes doing bad things. Sure. Okay. So that was Batman Begins. Let's do for next episode. We were going to do the 1997 American science fiction action horror film directed by Jean-Pierre Junot and written by Joss Whedon, the fourth installment in the Alien film series. That's right. Alien colon resurrection. I was actually trying to do that exactly like Paul Shear from How Did This Get Made? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get as close to that to that uh, podcast. Well, I mean, here's the thing, John. I, I think... I, I kind of want to just put that on the table. Like, you know, we're not unaware that that show we, Look, we owe it to our three listeners to have vastly new and original content. Well, you know, that's the thing is, uh, you know, one, they're not the first people to ever watch movies. <laughs> and comment, you know, it's not the first whatever because that show isn't called As MST- far as I'm – no one has seen a movie before this <laughs> yeah. podcast. MST3K. How did I this don't even be? know what that is. Yes, uh, I, do, I, I don't either. I I'm don't pretty- have a full back tattoo of that. But you know what's you know what's here's the thing is I know you pretty well. I've never seen you with your shirt off. I'm not saying you would do it, but you probably could have talked me into the fact that you actually do have a full full back tattoo of of the silhouettes from the show. Like, sure, I would have a hard time believing it, but I'm pretty sure you could have talked me into it. No, my well, my full back tattoo 
is the painting from the end of Ghostbusters 2. That is my fullback. Of, he is of, Vigo. No, it's them. It's them with the baby. Oh, After they defeat Vigo. Oscar. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. Uh, One of us likes it. One of us doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's for, from, from memory. And keep in mind, the last time I saw this movie was in 1997. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, I think I've seen it since then, but, um, yeah, I recall it fondly, and and John uh, does not. So I think that's going to be interesting to revisit because, you know, frankly, it's written by Joss Whedon. So I I'm immediately prejudiced towards liking it. Yeah, but also whereas I, li- I am not. But I liked it in 1997, which makes me think, oh, this might be really bad because <laughs> yeah. uh, I I was 17. And- I liked a lot of really shitty stuff back then. I mean, I still like a lot of shitty stuff, just different just shitty stuff. Just more adult shitty stuff. Yeah. If you have any suggestions for movies you'd like to, to hear us do, uh, go ahead and hit us up. We'll do whatever. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so if you have suggestions, I'm at the Alex cast. Uh, Alex with two X's. Uh, I'm at JCM5000 for now, anyway. Yeah, just hit us up on, on Twitter if you have any, any suggestions at all uh, of anything to watch or... Uh, things you'd like us to do to ourselves after listening to this one yes and we'll, uh, we will take any any interaction of any kind uh theoretically you can search on facebook for john and alex hate stuff i made a page i just haven't actually done anything with it yet hey, look at uh that. just because it's that's an easy place to make announcements and stuff if uh you know because basically I, I think the the fun of the show is actually watching the films uh, before you listen to the episode to you know kind of play along with us and whatever i think it's yeah. fun but i mean that's i think that's it's important to start this first one with a sh- you know movie that pretty much everybody's seen. Like it's not you know we're not watching some obscure ass weird thing. Right. So you know, but in future, I think that's the you know obviously you don't have to watch it, but I think that's the it's more f- it's more fun. That's 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 what we're urging our our our, our legion of fans mm-hmm. or fans of legion actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, one last thing on Batman note. Um. Just because uh, you're in the room with me and you know my theory that Gotham is the prequel to Batman 66. Yes. Edward Ninja's cell phone now rings with the stinger noise that they used to do in between vignettes on the Batman 66 show. Yeah. So the Riddler actually has the ringtone. Yeah. That's a modification of it. Fucking called it. And this is like two years ago I called this. Like this is this is an that's, old theory. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that show it, is, is more fun than this than this movie. It's That show is so great. But yeah. All right. So that's it. Uh, thank you for, for listening to uh, the inaugural episode of John and Alex Hate Stuff. Thanks. Bye. Bye.